RSL draws against LA Galaxy as the playoff race tightens. You're listening to Here at the Riot, a Real Salt Lake soccer podcast. here at the riot this is josh and this is dax and we're we're here with uh all the latest mls news and things and whatnot so if you were looking for that stuff you came to the right place yep it's been kind of crazy it has i mean Honestly, I feel like whenever the season, you know, comes to an end, we feel like it's like, oh my gosh, this is so crazy. And, you know, it may be because RSL is consistently, you know, in the, in the, in the range where we, you know, pay attention to that stuff. Because, you know, LAFC doesn't give two craps about what happens down here. Um, but yeah, lots of crazy things happened over the weekend. And we're here to talk about it all, because we don't have anything better else better to do. Yes. Yes? You, but you, also, like, this is the best time to be talking about this stuff, because there's one game left, and it's going to be crazy. It's true. And then if, you know, RSL doesn't make the playoffs, we're going to be big sad. Do you Do you ever think about that, and you're like... I'm going to be really sad if RSL doesn't make the playoffs. Like, what am I going to do for, you know, the, you know, what I'm am I going to do on the weekends? Sad. I'm just sad in general because the season's almost over anyways. That is true. I, I mean, yeah, the season's almost over and then we have to wait. Are they going to start in March? Um, do they even have... I think they'll just start at the normal time, won't they? When's the normal time? Is it, It's March, right? Yeah, normally March. They just started early this year for the World well, Cup. Well, yeah they, yeah, they started early this year for the World Cup. Um, I guess I was just wondering. Yeah, it's March. So you have to wait, like, long time. Yeah. At Six least months. we'll have the World Cup. Yeah, but, you know, based on how the U.S. did, that, <laughs> that may not be, be a very... Um, happy time either it'll just remind me of watching real salt lake if we do (laughs) poorly you know middle of the pack and that's right where we want to be (laughs) um yeah anyways um some notable results after the weekend uh lafc uh officially wins the Supporter Shield this year. Yay, let's all clap for LAFC. Yay. I mean, we needed them to beat Portland. I know. I mean, for, actually, we didn't. Three. We didn't. Yeah, they, we did. They could have tied Portland, and we still could have overtaken them. True. But it, it, did, it, it did feel, you know... RSL, I, I, I kind of expected them to lose that game against the Galaxy, but since they tied, I felt better going into the 
Portland game knowing that they could either lose or tie, you know, wasn't so cut and dry, mm-hmm. like, hope oh, they need to lose type thing. Um, but yay, LAFC won the Sporter Shield. So happy for them. Um, Philadelphia fans were sad. Big sad. I mean, Philadelphia lost 4 0 to Charlotte. Dude, Charlotte is, they're like, we are not going to miss the playoffs. Right. They're coming in hot. And, you know, they're they're still in it because they got a game midweek. Yeah, for everyone listening, there are two very important Eastern Conference games uh, Wednesday night. Columbus plays Charlotte, so the eight seed, currently the eight seed playing the nine. And Orlando plays Miami, the six seed playing the seven. So if there was ever a time to watch Eastern Conference teams play, this would be it. Yeah, but we don't care about the East here. I mean, I'm probably going to watch those games. We're, we are west of the Mississippi. Therefore, we don't care. Although, really, the conferences are screwed up in the sense that Nashville is a part of the West. So, you know, that's great. I feel like we need more Western Conference teams is, is the actual solution here. Like, when, when is Vegas yeah, going to get a team? supposedly soon they keep talking about it they're just like dangling that in front of us well i i i believe last like last go around when you know they were there talking about like you know the new like austin and all those teams vegas was there they they were for the front runners but then they couldn't decide who was going to build the stadium so <laughs> And then they they're like the West is that they would rather give Los Angeles a third team than give like Phoenix a team. I mean, like that's that's ridiculous. I mean, I mean, look at the look at the West. California and Texas make up like half of the West. It's true, and they're always garbage. Just kidding. No, Actually, this year right they now. the top four are <laughs> California, Texas, Texas. California, and then we and then at the bottom you've got uh, Texas, California. So this year they were not garbage. Last year the the teams that were eliminated were like California, California, Texas, Texas, California, Texas. I just pulled that from memory. I don't know if that's right, but it sounds right. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure that all the Texas teams missed out. Yes, you are. You are correct. So. Um, but I think, you know, St. Louis is going to get a team, though, pretty soon here, right? Maybe. I think so. I've, I've heard rumblings, but I don't know if it's confirmed. There have been rumblings. Just whispers. Whispers. Rumblings and whispers. Um, but yeah, we, we need to give Vegas a team. Because, like, Vegas, Vegas would totally do so well with a, with a team. Like, I mean, they, they have the Raiders. I don't know what, like, how, how the Raiders do in terms of, like, um, capacity, like, or, like, how many tickets they sell. But I feel like they do okay. I mean, 
They did. They're doing better than Oakland? Question mark because that's why they moved. Um, also got I them. Think yeah. It's big in Vegas. I think it would be good. It'd be good. I mean, the, the Knights. I'm pretty sure the Golden Knights sell out every game because it costs you know, hundred bucks for the cheapest ticket, and that's just the standing place. Um. But yeah, I mean, sports do well in Vegas, and here's the thing: people are gonna travel for their teams to go to Vegas. So. If you're concerned about money, that's a big money maker right there. Because Vegas is a fun place to hang out. Yeah. Make a weekend of it. Yeah. So listen that here, president of MLS. It'll happen eventually. Yeah. Since apparently we're just gonna keep expanding the league. I think the goal is to the goal is to get to thirty two teams. I mean, what are we at now? Twenty eight? Yeah, that's a lot of teams, though. It is. Because you look uh, at... you look it's at almost like, too many. Yeah, like the Premier League doesn't have nearly that much. I think they've got about half that. They've got 20. Yeah, like... Yeah, MLS has a lot of teams. The issue is that we don't have promotion and relegation, but that's a whole other can of worms right there. Yeah. We're looking at UDC and San Jose. I would be totally cool with us just continuing to expand as long as the plan is to eventually create a second tier. And then you just, they would have to tell teams like well in advance and be like, all right, in the year 2030, Mm -hmm. we are creating a second division and... In that year, if you're bottom three, you're gonna get bumped down. You know, well, is is that not the point of um, like MLS Next being changed from USL to MLS Next? No, that's just for development. <sighs> I I don't think they're planning on doing promotion or relegation. That's dumb. They really should. Because, I mean, you've, you've got no incentive for teams like San Jose or, I mean, previously the Chicago Fire, uh, they're in 12th now. But um, before, they were consistently in the bottom. You've got no motivation for teams like that to do any better. Yeah. And let's be honest, there are probably some you know, MLS next teams that could do better than San Jose and DC in the MLS. I actually don't know the stats on that, but maybe. Well, uh, the open cup, what was it? Sacramento Republic. Yes, you're right. Sacramento Republic made it to the finals. Yeah. You look at a team like that who have a lot of players that have previously been on MLS teams. I don't know. It just seems like like that would be a great story. If if that is a team full of quote-unquote MLS rejects and they go mm-hmm. to that team and they show up and they play well and they're beating MLS teams, move them up. Put them in the league. 
they just proved it. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like they they've earned it. Except Orlando City cheated. Yeah, and got like a slap on the wrist. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty ridiculous. But Stop um, cheating. And you know, How it's you? it's the Open Cup. Teams are not playing their best. I mean, MLS teams at least are not playing their best lineup. Yeah. Um, but yes, that there is something to be said. Although let's not let's not give it to Sacramento because that's another team in California. If you want to replace Sacramento with San Jose, I'm all for that. Um, but let's not <laughs> give California another team. Yeah. It's just it's too many, too many. Got two in and LA. Also... Go ahead, sorry. Uh, that, that that was all I was gonna say. Get two in LA, one in Sacramento area. Uh, sorry, San Francisco area. Not not great. It's probably gonna happen. You know it. Ugh. Uh, but anyways. Yes. Tangent aside. We will. We'll probably. Ha- we let's do like a. A whole episode in the off season about like let's come up with our plan to make the MLS like a relegation league and right. like and like see just like come up with a plan because I feel like that'd be fun. I think it would be too, and it would be really easy mm-hmm. to just pick a year and say we're going to continue adding teams until this year and. On this year, the league will hit 40, and at that point, that's too many teams, and Here's we're going to start just, relegating. And like the bottom half, we're just going to cut you <laughs> and throw you down. And then, like, teams know they have uh. years to prepare, and like, you have to be top half, or else you're getting dropped down. Yeah. Right, anyway. and, and see, like, that's why with this is this will be the last thing I say about it, but like, with um they they changed usl to mls next um i thought that was you know one of the big the problems with it is that you had two leagues in the u.s you've got the um usl and the nasl or the the other one so there there, there really wasn't like a hierarchy of teams you know I'm not sure. Or am I completely wrong? NASL is a thing, though. I don't know. NASL. I'm going to have to do my research on North this. American Soccer League. Oh. I could make guesses, but I I don't know. Uh, the, sorry. The NASL has not been in operation since 1984. Dang. So <laughs> <laughs> don't Don't take anything I... Yeah, let's... Uh, I'm going to do some research before I say something else about that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I'm at. We're just going to be saying completely yeah, incorrect things. Yeah, not great. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on to... Um, oh, yeah. So we were talking about uh, LAFC gets the Supporter Shield. And Seattle got eliminated over the weekend. Boo, Seattle, you stink. They did. They lost to sporting kc which and also okay actually i'm looking at the table right now the bottom three teams in the west all won amazing 
Fort yeah. NKC beat Seattle, Houston beat Nashville, and San Jose beat uh, Minnesota. I see. So. I I think especially San Jose does this. They because they did this to RSL. I th- if you remember last year, um, yeah, they start playing really well at the end of the season after they're eliminated. Because like they they came to to Rio Tinto and base they basically beat RSL four one and RSL came back to, um. To, uh, to almost almost tie it four uh, three, but ba- like they they totally came in and destroyed them, and it's kind of like um where where was this during the regular season? Like why are you guys just now being good and taking points away from people who desperately need them? <laughs> Uh, to get, yeah. to get into the playoffs, but that is the joy of MLS. That's what makes it great is the complete chaos. That I mean, it's chaos all year, but then mm-hmm. like the last few weeks of games, the chaos has just increased tenfold. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're going to Seattle um, for their last game. Watch them win, because Seattle is just going to be totally. Oh, yeah, Seattle's demoralized. Deflated. Yeah, I don't think Seattle's gonna. I think Minnesota will probably lose their last game too, to uh, Vancouver, Vancouver because Minnesota is in a terrible run of form. Yeah, they just lost. They lost to Sporting KC four to one, and then San Jose two to nothing. Those are their last two games. You know, I would like to see. Have you seen those graphs, like the graphs, like the line graphs over time with like the animation that, over like, time. Yeah. Yeah, like show like the teams like I I'd like to see one of those cuz I'm fairly certain Minnesota you'd see them like go up real quick and then immediately like drop back down in terms of their yeah. plays. They've I mean, so Minnesota and RSL have both had kind of weird seasons. Like mm-hmm. RSL was in the top 4 for like ever and they've just slowly and they were above the playoff line all the way up until last week. Yeah. So we've slowly been trickling down. Minnesota was at the bottom, and then they spiked all the way up to, like, third. Yeah. Like, super quick. And then since then, yeah, you're right. Um, lost to RSL, lost to Dallas, lose to Portland, draw against LAFC, lose to Sporting KC, lose to San Jose. Those are their last few. They haven't had a win in one, two, three, four, five, six. Six games, no wins. To be fair, RSL is probably about the same right now. Right, yeah. But yes, they, they have just been slowly, you know, not not even slowly. It's been kind of dramatic, I think. Just like they went up and then they're coming back down. Yeah. Um, But unfortunately, even if they lose, uh, a draw will not be enough to bump us ahead of them. Yeah, they got more wins. It's whatever. See, this is this is why I advocate for winning. Mm-hmm. Winning is the best. So, um, sorry, what were you gonna say? Well, I was just gonna. Do we want to prep like while we're talking about standings and results? Do we want to prep uh, decision day? Sure. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. Um, okay. So decision day. I'm pretty sure. Everyone plays, right? Every team has a game. Yes. There, yeah, there are some games that matter more than others. Um, 
And yeah, I I know for a fact that like um, RSL Portland, the winner goes to the playoffs, and Minnesota, Vancouver, the winner goes. Well, so uh, I mean, those are the two biggest games. RSL and Vancouver are in a uh, like a win. They need to win basically to to make it. Because if if RSL ties Portland, then Portland will will stay in. Um, I think if Minnesota ties Vancouver, then it depends on what happens to RSL. Oh no! If they yeah. tie, if they tie and RSL beats, yeah, okay, yeah. So it it depends. No, no, because if they get a draw, they'd be tied with Portland on points, but they have the edge in wins. Okay, so if Minnesota ties, then they make it. No, then they don't make it. Oh no, no, no! You're right. They yeah. do make it. If Sorry. they tie, then they... so Minnesota. Yeah, if Portland just needs to. Portland and Minnesota just need to not lose, and they make it. So, that's interesting. Um, yeah, so that puts RSL in a... Uh, what's everyone calling it? Everyone's calling it something. Win and you're in. Win and you're in. I don't know why I forgot that. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy to remember, Dax. Mm-hmm. That's why it's a thing. <laughs> it's, it's, I was like, what is that thing called? You win and you make it? Is that, <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah. Yep. Um, it, ah, yes. More stress for the last game of the season. Because if you guys remember last season, um, it was essentially the same situation. Miracle number two. They needed to win. And they were in. Well, last season was even worse because, like, they needed, like, four or five results to go their way. Like, they needed the Galaxy to lose. Yeah. And we needed to win. And they needed to win. And, like, everything just happened, you know, right at the... Right at the... Because Krylock scored in, like, the 91st minute or something like that. Oh, yeah. Stoppage time goal. Which... To barely put us through. Speaking of that, (laughs) both Krylock and Bobby Wood are scheduled to come back mid-October. Nah, they're out. That's that's what the injury report said, Josh. Not I'm not making this up. The injury report forever ago. Don't know the one that's currently on Fotmob. Eh, no. They could be back. I'm, that's all I'm saying. I think that would be a mistake. There's no reason to risk them to throw off the chemistry of the team. I I will actually be genuinely upset if we try to play one of them <laughs> but for the when... rest of the season because it's just the risk of injury is so much higher and the chances of it not going well are also pretty high it just is a bad idea that is rest. true um i'm trying to find it so i can actually see what it is let's lineups will this have it yeah, everyone's scheduled to come back mid-October. But wouldn't it just be amazing if Bobby Wood and Crylock come back, and then we have a we we have a we just go on a a deep playoff run? What if we won the MLS Cup because of it? Would that make you happy? 
That sounds about as improbable as our playoff run last season. So, yeah, that would make me happy. But <laughs> Hey, you, you said that no it's improbable, that but it still happened. Yeah. Last season was pretty insane. <laughs> and, you know, I will point this out. As soon as we had Rusnak back, we lost. So, Rusnak is bad luck confirmed. That's what I'm saying. It's that chemistry thing. You throw in a player that hasn't been with the team for a minute, and it, yeah, I don't think it's. But the goals, the goals. Cobra Cry. That's Crylock, not Rusnak. Oh no! Um, yeah, I, I was I was talking about yeah. yeah no, but... if he is fully healthy and ready to go it will be very tough to not play yeah but you're probably right it's better to wait or whatever better to do that thing just be safe um but yes that means rsl is in a win and you're in scenario so i mean that makes it pretty simple for us though we don't have to go over like don't have to be like oh well they need to win and then this team needs to lose, you know, win, and you're in. Yeah. Simple. Well, I, we can say that if uh, we win and Minnesota does not win, oh, yes. then we have the chance to move all the way up to six. Yes. Uh, if we win and Minnesota wins, then we would be seven. Now, now hold on. We could potentially be fifth if... We win, and no. Nashville loses. No, because they, no, they've got us <laughs> beat on goal differential. Yeah, they need they need to lose by eight, and we need oh. to win by seven. Right. Okay. Not impossible, just it's, improbable. It's not impossible, is what we're saying. That would be a decision day to remember. A I mean, fifteen point goal differential swing, and it bumps us up to fifth. That I mean, we we really don't get that much out of it because I mean, no. we would. Let's see, could the Galaxy potentially edge Dallas? They could. Who does Dallas play? Sporting KC. Okay, so the the Galaxy could potentially edge Dallas. They could move to fifth but honestly i'd rather play dallas at this point than the galaxy because rsl outside of the top two and i'm okay with it i because rsl has historically performed well at dallas yeah they did pretty well in their game at dallas um and just statistically they've done better although they did just Oh, they did just tie at the Galaxy, so I don't know. I mean, like you said, any anyone outside of the top two is preferable. But yeah. who knows? Let's see. I guess win and see how yeah. the other results go. I guess we could potentially play Nashville as well. And Nashville always has trouble at home. At this point, it's better for them to not get a uh, home playoff spot. Statistically, the Red Bulls are also feeling that way. 
four Red Bulls. I can't believe they're still up there. They've had a tough stretch, but they've stayed high up in the conference. Somehow. Both of the New York teams. Yeah. And my been really bad, but like yeah. all the teams below them just keep beating each other, <laughs> and so no one's really moving up. Mm-hmm. And um. Oh, what was I gonna say? I forgot. And why don't we extend the playoffs to eight teams? Instead of the first team getting a bye. Is there a reason behind that? Well, that's how it's been for a long time. But now that we've added, like, a bunch of teams, I'm pretty sure we've added four teams since that happened. Yeah. Since that rule was put in place. So now seven, well, seven out of 14 go from each conference. So that's top half i'm i'm but, just saying the first the first place team like half the time they lose the first game so it's not like it made a difference yeah and there was a lot of complaining last season about how it's actually worse because you don't play for a month when did the playoffs start uh, i'm not sure are you I haven't t- looked that far ahead i'm just focused on you're like gotta gotta make it first i mean and you're right actually um okay then so yeah did do you feel like we've discussed the playoff scenarios fairly well yeah let's move on all right so um rsl played um at the uh at the galaxy last weekend and they got a 1-1 draw out of the deal um it would have been a game it was it it was a game it would have been and it would have been very nice for them to win that game for their playoff prospects but you know now we're dealing with with the you know that so obviously didn't um it wasn't the best result but you know it it helped them put them out of reach of some of the teams below them so that's that's always good um josh what was your overall feeling of the team during that game first off the starting lineup i was pretty happy with it okay the only thing that i was that kind of raised my eyebrows was caldwell over pablo ruiz that was interesting um but other than that, like, I really like the three in the back. I like getting both Brody and Herrera and Ovi or Brody, Herrera, and Oviedo all on the field at the same time. Um, I really liked Loffelsund in, like, the center attacking mid role, mm-hmm. kind of a 10. Uh, but, yeah, and Ojeda was great as well. So starting lineup, good. Um, well done, Pablo Mastroeni. And let's see, the substitutions. I thought the substitutions were good, too. Mm-hmm. I really liked them. So, I think from a tactical standpoint, like, and a coaching standpoint, uh, I don't really think there's more Pablo Mastroeni could have done. Mm-hmm. Um... 
the performance from the players was so-so. Yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I feel like we created enough chances and uh, played well enough that we could have won easily. But mm-hmm. a few big mistakes, and here we are. And, and yes, I, I totally... Agree. I think the obvious outlier in terms of performance was Caldwell. Yeah, I he didn't look good. He had a particularly rough game, um, which makes you think like why he started over Pablo Ruiz. Um, because I think st- I think statistically Pablo Ruiz is one of RSL's best players. You think um, it's the missed penalty? He got benched because of a missed penalty. <laughs> I honestly think that that might be part of it. It could be. You're not. You're not wrong. I mean, Ann Caldwell is an experienced veteran, you know. But yeah. I, I definitely think that the missed penalty played a role. And I um, mean, he played. Let's see. Caldwell came out probably for Luna. Ruiz went in in the 72nd minute. Oh, yes, yes, you're right. Sorry. Yeah, Loffelson came out for Luna. I can see that now. Hey, they got the little numbers on the thing, so I can, I can, the minutes. Um, Yeah. So that was, um, yeah, I, I mean... I th- I think Pablo may may just not have been happy with his starter. Do you think that's a possibility? Just he's like I'm gonna throw in throw in some of the guys I haven't started yet just just for fun just to shake things up. Uh, I don't think so. This late in the season, I think that Miram isn't starting because we're running this formation. Yeah, so like. Some of the changes are because Pablo decided that we needed to go with three in the back to, and I think to shore up the midfield because we've been getting absolutely destroyed in the midfield Makes uh, sense, when yeah. we were doing a four in the back. And, and Miram and Chang have kind of been like uh, victims of the, the, or the tactical change there. Yeah, uh, I I th- I think Chang could play one of the wing backs. I just don't think you play him over Brody. Yeah, like, well, he played like la- was it last game or was it the Atlas game that he played wing back? I don't remember. Probably last remember. game. Um but yeah, I don't think you play him over Brody. So, it's either you play him on the left or he comes in off the bench. Yeah. But I, is... but I honestly think you swap Caldwell for Ruiz, and that's our current best eleven out there. That is a because a, I mean Oviedo I think had a a particularly good game um, over on on the left side. I was I was impressed with him at least. Um, yeah, he's always good. He's good and he's consistent. Mm-hmm. He's a veteran. <laughs> yeah, he's old older than dirt. But still good. Just kidding. Oviedo, you're not older than dirt. You're only in, like, your 30s. Um, older than us, still. That's true. And let's let's take a moment to talk about Sergio Cordova. Because um, I, I would just like to say, look how far he's come as, as a striker. I mean, he is not the number nine that we wanted. 
but the goal that he scored against the Galaxy was not a particularly easy header. It was, you know, I feel like that was, you know, a goal that a number nine would score. So I'm going to say that I'm proud of him. I'm proud of the progress that he has made, and he has come in and filled a role that the, the club needed. So good for Sergio Cordova. Yeah, it was a really good goal. Mm-hmm. Um, a really good team goal because we we worked it all the way through the middle and then bumped it out to Herrera, who hilariously is a center back and was all the way on the other team's touchline. <laughs> that that's a, a great cross um <laughs> but it it was really pretty right like mm-hmm. and at that point in time i was like oh man we might actually win this mm-hmm. no i i thought the same thing and there were you know that game was not out of reach it was very winnable yeah it just it was, it was a tough one Tough pill to swallow at the end of it. Yeah. But and going back to the court of a yeah. thing, if I can, real quick. Yeah. Um if you split up the first half of the season and the second half of the season, I would say that in the second half of the season, adequate. Absolutely. Not like insane, but that's adequate production mm-hmm. from a number nine. Uh the first half obviously wasn't good enough but uh yeah second half i'm happy with it and i'm i stand by what i've said before like i want us to bring him back as long as he isn't a dp yeah i think he he's young like he clearly has talent um why not i would love to i would love to play a two striker formation and kind of have kind of have him play as a false nine I think he could do really well to, well in a formation like that. And, the, and that's why I think, you know, Bobby Wood or someone like that is, you know, really good for Cordova. But he has stepped up and filled a role that the club needed. So really, really yeah. happy for him there. He was obviously more comfortable when Bobby Wood was there being the focal point. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. And he might be even better if when Bobby Wood gets back healthy. But... That's true. And for all of you Sergio Cordova haters that think that we're getting rid of him next season, I find that very hard to believe. <laughs> yeah, I, there's no way. Like, like I, I just think the question is, outside of a new signing, who do we replace him with? I mean, Saverino's there's not a no true striker. One. He shouldn't be up there. No. And even if we sign someone else, I think we probably bring him back anyways. I mean, yeah. He... he uh, at the very least, he's a good option off the bench. I mean, come on. Yeah, I hope that we would at least value him over Rubio Rubin. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so let's talk about, so before we scored the goal, uh, they had a penalty. <laughs> yeah, because literally all the Galaxy does is they get into the box and they just dive on the ground and hope the ref calls a penalty. That is so true. Chicharito got a yellow card for simulation in the box mm-hmm. in this one. Which um, I, I thought it was kind of harsh to give him a yellow for that because he actually did get hit. But um, I did too. <laughs> the ref was like, dude, I'm done. And that's why, you know, with the second one, if the ref had, you know, was actually able to look at the thing, I feel like he would have, like, 
I don't think he would have reversed his call. No. Because he was done with with all of the flopping. Yeah. Oh, man. That first one was a penalty, though. Like, Caldwell totally caught Pooge. He did, but Pooge made the most. He milked that for all it was worth. Oh, of course he did. And But yeah. well, when you look at it and there's contact in the box, there's nothing you can do about it. So, so that stunk, but then McMath was like, Yo, this is my goal. Get out of here. Really good save. <laughs> Not today. How about Zach stepping up? Good um, job, Zach. He had a good game, too. I he thought. did. He was Fought Mob's highest rated player. Nice. Um, yeah, so we go in at halftime leading, and then uh, then the other penalty happened. And so yeah. this one was nice and exciting because... Someone whispers in our friendly referee's ear and tells him, hey, you should go look at this. So he runs over, and I, they're showing the replay. And I mean, I think it was a penalty. What do you think? Um, I think ultimately it was the right call. It, was it a soft penalty? Yes. But did Marcelo Silva grab Chicharito's shoulder and yank him back? Yes. I, I'm going to say it probably was a penalty by the, by the laws of the game. Yeah, um, it's a penalty, but it was soft. It was, yeah, very soft penalty. And, and Chicharito probably could have stayed up and mm-hmm. fought through it. But you know how that goes. If he gets tugged in the box, he's going to go down. That's how Chicharito so. is. But yeah, he runs over to the monitor and he and the monitor's just dark and we're all thinking like what's going on? And then he just like is talking in his microphone with the other person in the booth and then he just calls a penalty without ever watching anything. <laughs> so I don't know, did you watch the RSL broadcast? Yeah, I did. Oh, because something that Dunny said is that um per rules if for whatever reason the monitor isn't working, then the ref is supposed to go with the recommendation of VAR. Okay. I wasn't sure if that was written into the rules. I'm That's pr- good to know. pretty sure. So, I mean, mm. first of all, what the heck, Galaxy? What's What's wrong with your stadium? Like, hello? Do you not make sure those monitors work before the game? Ooh, let's start the conspiracy theories. Maybe the monitor was working until that happened and someone somewhere flipped a breaker. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, and I mean, I, it's not, because, I mean, the call on the field was no penalty. And then he was getting called over to review it. So that that obviously meant that there was something there. So I don't, I mean... I mean, if we're if we're gonna go like full conspiracy theory, if they knew the rules and they're like, oh, he's asking him to review it, that means VAR made the recommendation that there was a penalty. So if he doesn't even look at it, then it it's a penalty basically. Um, so I, yeah, full, if we're going full conspiracy theory, it's a possibility. Hey man, I'm up here in Alaska. 
What does that have to do with conspiracy theories? There's just a lot of people with strong opinions up here. I'll ah, leave it okay. at that. All right. <laughs> it's rubbed off on you is what you're trying to say. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't actually think there was any conspiracy there. but. And to the point of like, oh my gosh, this, you know, ruined our season or, or whatever. I will say it to those people who are saying that the same thing I said to the Chilean national team, like you had your chance to qualify for the playoffs. This yeah, one, this one moment doesn't make that much of a difference in the grand scheme of things. We've been shooting ourselves in the foot for the past two months, yeah. like every single game. So can't complain too much. I mean, I will say that like, it was a pretty big moment in a pretty big game, and that should not be taken lightly. But, like, to say that that is the moment that ruined our season is... Oh, it, that's an exaggeration, I think. Yeah, well, we can still beat Portland. Yeah, because um, that always works out so well. Right. I'm pretty sure, aren't we, like, winless against Portland in our last 17 games? They have been our bogey team for a long time. So, so that's great. Um, but, but, yeah. That was, you thought that that was it, but then, like, in the 90th minute, we have two fantastic opportunities where Justin Glad is essentially unmarked in the box. Mm-hmm. Like two times in a row back to back and the first one gets saved which it was a good save by the way mm-hmm. um it was a good save and the, and the second one he puts it over the crossbar so. and it's really frustrating because justin glad usually finishes those right like striker he, justin glad just <laughs> wasn't on his a game <laughs> he is usually really good in the air um so much so that I think he's got, what, four goals this season? Five goals this season? Three. three. goals this season? Man, yeah. I'm hyping him up too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so, I mean, I feel like it was a winnable game. The Galaxy also probably thought that it was a winnable game for them. They probably felt like they were robbed with, with their uh, two PKs. They were robbed of the I game. I mean, there was a lot of back and forth. They also had a really good chance in stoppage time mm-hmm. uh and kevin cabral just forgot how to dribble <laughs> he, he was literally behind our last defender one-on-one with mcmath mm-hmm. and then like the ball got caught under his feet and our defenders were able to catch up and i was yeah. just like wow i'm glad that that was glad, glad that he did that if yeah. i if i was a galaxy fan i'd be mad about that oh um, they are they they do not want him on the team. He's a designated player. Did you know that? I did know that because Dunny was talking about it. And he's like, when that happened, he's like, he does not deserve a designated player spot. Like just immediately, no. I'm like, oh, Dunny, that's kind of, kind of uh, harsh a little bit. But yeah, if he's I've, coming off the bench, I've heard people say he's the worst designated player in league history, and I think they're probably right. What are the stat? What would be the stats on that? Like, how do you even compare? Well, you could just look at starts when healthy. True. When healthy, he can barely even get on the field because he's so poor. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know how much money they're paying him. Full disclosure, but it needs to be less. <laughs> <laughs> um, Defund Cabral. But yeah, so a draw against the Galaxy. It wasn't great, but uh, obviously, in hindsight, it was enough to keep our playoff hopes alive. It so. was the second best result we could have hope, hoped for. <laughs> it was also the second worst result we could have hoped for. Like when I race with someone 1v1 and then it's like yeah i got second place Woo. yes yeah because you lost because you're slow yes i am slow i kind of thought you were talking about like a car race like a drag race and i'm like your car also probably would not win a drag race yeah also true i have a slow car i mean maybe (laughs) maybe against your previous car you would have won a drag race but not my mazda yeah your little truck Dang, man, that thing woo, takes you back. I mean, before I blew up the engine, yeah. You blew up the engine? I thought you gave that car to your sister. Yeah, no, I didn't blow it up. Oh. My dad blew it up. Oh. He was driving it on the freeway. Literally, he called me, and he's like, hey, I'm stuck on the side of the freeway. And I was like, you were driving the truck on the freeway? He was like, yeah. And I was like, I haven't been doing that for years because she can't handle it. <laughs> She only goes 50 miles an hour. Right? Do you, were you ever in that truck when we, like, the second you'd hit 50, the entire front half would just start, like, bouncing and shaking, like, in a scary way? <laughs> <laughs> I I remember we used to take that truck to training when we would just, like, go, like, right after school. Yeah, and I couldn't go on the freeway. We'd have to yeah, take the back take, road. Yeah, we'd take we'd, State like, Street. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was great. Yeah, the good old days. But yeah, um, I mean, yeah, RSL is the truck about? in this scenario. <laughs> it was a metaphor for RSL season, and RSL is your old Mazda truck. RSL can't ever kick it into high gear. All right. No. Yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> so. I guess that leaves us with um, last game was the last broadcast for all local announcers. That was sad. It is sad. Stupid. I, like, I watched all the halftime and like pregame and postgame stuff of them getting their jerseys and everything. It was sad. This this is just one more reason for me to hate Apple. Yeah, as if you needed one. I already hate Apple so much, and now they just did this. They, they uh, outsourced Brian Dunseth and David James. How dare you? Stupid consumerism. I wonder if MLS is going to bring on Brian Dunseth. They should. I think they might. I if... know he's calling a game for ESPN. Well, he routinely gets called up to, you know, different games around MLS. Yeah. So, I and 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 David James is is a KSL announcer, so it's not like he doesn't have a job anymore. Um he he does like all sports on KSL. Oh, he does? Yeah. Okay. I wonder if he might jump over to radio for the RSL games. I don't know. He, I've considered that's... I've considered pulling up um 
like pulling up the game on Apple Plus TV, whatever the crap it's going to be on, uh-huh. and then just like turning the volume all the way down and turning on the radio Listening call. Listening to the radio. <laughs> yeah. Um, just so I don't have to listen to all these MLS announcers like who don't even know the players on our team. Yeah, um, that's kind of... and Because we get that treatment from the mm-hmm. league. Like, the league will just... The league just kind of forgets we exist. All the, the MLS analysts, they routinely get stuff wrong about this team, and they don't care too much about Real Salt Lake. Like, there's already an East Coast-heavy bias. It's true. Uh, in MLS's like front office production team and then you throw on top of that the fact that like RSL is at the bottom of the popularity contest Mm -hmm. in the Western Conference like I just feel like coverage for teams like San Jose Salt Lake even Colorado it's just going to be way worse because no one is actually going to follow the team and know what's actually going on I mean, you get articles from MLS like, where's the best place to sit in LAFC's stadium and things like that. You can barely Uh get any decent coverage about teams like Real Salt Lake or Colorado. Like, it's kind of ridiculous, honestly. I get Um, very sick of the love fest that MLS has with LAFC. Like, MLS on Instagram posts about Zlatan Ibrahimovic probably twice a month. <laughs> and like, remember when this guy was in MLS? Right? They they can't get over it. They're like, mm-hmm. oh man, happy birthday at Zlatan. And I'm like, why? He was great, yeah, but they just can't let it go. It's, he it's played for the funny. Galaxy for two seasons? Yeah, I think. And it he was great while he was here, sure, but it's kind of pathetic <laughs> that they keep yeah. posting. Like, they just posted a highlight. It was, like, some of at Zlatan's best goals on the MLS page. And I'm like, we're in the middle of, like, a very heated playoff race, and we're posting about Zlatan's greatest goals. See, no, the they don't care, Josh, because, you know, LAFC made it. The Galaxy have qualified. New exactly. York, both yeah. the New York teams have qualified. There they, you go. they don't care. <laughs> they're sad that Seattle didn't make it, and they're sad that New England didn't make it, but they don't care about anything else. Yeah, it gets old. So I'm, I guess I haven't completely given up hope. Hopeful that it'll be okay, but it'll still definitely be a step down from David James and Brian Dunseth. Yeah, I think so. I I think it will be more neutral the coverage because i have to admit i mean i i think honestly here let me let me back up rsl's local announcers i think are some of the best in the league because they brian dunseth at least knows stuff about the other team i i I remember listening to because a lot of the times the highlights will be um, from the other team's announcers for whatever reason. I don't know what that is. Um, mm-hmm. And half the time, they'll get the RSL players' names wrong. 
Like, yeah, that's what bothers me. Like, if you can't even pronounce the name right, what are you doing? Or they'll call them a different name. They'll oh, be like, that's man. that's Chang with the ball, and it's Saverino. And I'm like, D- you don't know what you're talking about. Brian like, Dunseth at least does his research. Yeah. So That's what I'm dreading. That's worst-case scenario, that every game is like that. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I, I sure hope that with Apple TV... You know, they're they have competent people at least. Like, if if they're all like Stu Holden, Taylor Twelman caliber, I'm okay with that. Um, because those guys know what they're talking about. But um, other like if it's if it's like local announcer quality, other than Brian Dunseth, it's gonna be a pretty pretty rough season. If we got an entire team of Alexi Lala's up there. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> no, Alexi Lala's doesn't call games anymore. They just go go back to him and, at halftime, and he just yells. He's like, these guys suck. They, they're, not, they're not doing this right. They don't care enough. <laughs> they, have to, <laughs> they have to believe back when I play. <laughs> they don't have enough belief. Dude, more patriotism. They better bring. I can't. They they need to bring on like Clint Dempsey or something like Tim Howard. No, Tim Howard does the Premier League still, doesn't he? Yeah, Howard's locked down. I guess Dempsey is too with Paramount Plus. But it'd be dope if he called the MLS games. I mean, not called, but at least was back there in um the halftime show. I love Clint Dempsey. He's my favorite soccer player of all time. Did you know that? I. I remember when he was your favorite a few years ago, but I didn't know he was all time. Well, definitely USMNT player. Yeah. Yeah, mine. I gotta go with Pulisic, but. What well, bandwagon? Yeah. But <laughs> how can I not? He he was the face of U.S. soccer during my quote unquote formative years, right? My favorite player of all time is Matthew Hoppy. What? <laughs> he had that hat trick one time, don't you remember? No, I don't remember. He played for some Bundesliga team and he got a hat trick and I'm like, this dude is going places. <laughs> oh, I do remember. You started texting me and I was like, who? <laughs> I was like, Matthew Hoppy, dude. I mean, he didn't get called up like once. He got called up a couple of times. He started one game. Yeah. Wow, you really do know a lot about him. Yeah, because I love him. I want to give him a big kiss. <laughs> All right. And with that uh, note... <laughs> um, so, I guess goodbye to uh, Brian Dunseth and David James. You guys will be missed. Thanks for the memories. Not, I'm not quoting the Fallout Boy song, but just regular thanks <laughs> for everything. They don't even get a special thanks, just a an average thanks. I, f- I feel like I don't want to make it a big deal, but like it is a big deal. Yeah, they've been getting a lot of love on social media, I saw. They were the best, honestly, they were the best part of the team. Them and Crylock. I mean, definitely the least the least disappointing part of the team. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Hopefully they go do good things. 
Um, and hopefully we don't get a really crappy announcing crew every game. Um, that would be so sad. Yeah. Shall we preview Portland real quick? Yes. So this is this is game time. This is crunch time. Um, RSL plays Portland on decision day at 3 p.m. Does everyone play at that time? No. But it is on a Sunday, everyone. Oh, yeah. Uh, so all of the East plays at 1230. All of the West plays at 3. Wait, really? Yep. I hate that. I wanted to be able to watch all the games. Now I can only watch one. Well, I No, guess I dude. It needs to be three. complete chaos. I, I could pull up one on my TV, one on my computer, and one on my phone. But then I can't watch all of them at the same time. I... I can't multitask like that, dude. Uh, have F-R- you ever have you seen the Fubo TV commercials that are like you can watch multiple games with multiplay and it like shows like four different games and I'm like whoa, dude. Um, yeah, I guess that's when this would be nice, huh? I mean, yeah, the World Cup is the same way. The last two games of the group stage they're played at the same time. Boo. Hmm. Um. um well, yeah. Enough complaining for me. Uh, <laughs> so Sunday at 3, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, Bobby Wood and Demir are probably going to be the only two out on the injury report. What about Farnsworth? Did he make it back on the injury report? For he was back on there when I checked it. Oh, my goodness. Really? Yeah. But he played against Atlas. He was back on there, dude. I'm checking right now. Dude. Yeah. He's, he's on not there. Worth it. If he's injury prone at 19 years old, he ain't worth it. He's got an ankle injury. Mid-October is when he's set to return. Are you sure that isn't outdated, though? It could be outdated, but if that's the case, then he wasn't on the 18-man roster. Yeah. Well, even if he is hurt, he probably wouldn't make it on the 18 anyway. So, um, but yeah, I, I will say this: I'm expecting the same lineup we ran out against the Galaxy, but swap Caldwell for Pablo Ruiz. You don't think Diego Luna gets the start? No, I would much rather start Lawfulson and bring in Luna in like the 65th minute. That's. I think that's fair. Lawfulson has higher energy right off the get-go. Mm-hmm. And, like, the team, just in general, the team struggles without him. I want him to start. I'd be th- happy if him started. Uh, yeah, sure. that it was that. I think that is most likely going to be the starting line. Although, who knows? Maybe um, Pablo's going to pull some crazy stuff and do a completely different formation. The four four two wouldn't surprise me. We're gonna play with two in the back. Oh, go all out. <laughs> Win gonna... and you're in, says Pablo. <laughs> lose and you lose. Yeah, uh, yeah. Lose and you blues. I don't know, cause you're sad. Uh, good one. Yes, I guess. Yeah, I know. I can. I'm chocked full of them. Um. So, here here's the real question. What do you think the score is going to be 
You think RSL makes it? I'm gonna go Portland two to one. You think Portland wins two to one? Yeah. Oof. Josh has no faith. We're favored to win this game, you know. I know, but we've just been so bad lately. It's true, and literally all Portland has like, I wouldn't be surprised if they come out with a five-man back line. They could just bunker, and yeah, yeah, you're right. We struggle against teams that sit back and defend. All they have to do is um, not lose. Like, they they know going in that we're going to come at them really hard. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, the ball is in their court. The only thing that we have going is that it's a home game. Yeah, it is a home game. I don't know. Maybe a draw is more likely, but I, I don't see us winning. I'm going to say... Downer. I'm going to say 2-0 RSL wins. Oof. That would make me very happy. The I belief is high. <laughs> Actually, I feel like the belief is really low. Because did you listen to uh, Aaron Herrera's post-game interview? Uh, I think I did. Wasn't he just like super done with it all yeah yeah they, they yeah. asked him like did you hear any anything like like the conversation that was happening when they when the ref couldn't look at the monitor he's like no i didn't hear anything and that's yeah all he's... oh yeah i did i heard that he's like nope <laughs> he i mean rightfully so though because i mean that was a frustrating game but yeah yeah i think we'll be able to tell how the mentality of the team is fairly quickly Yep. So, should be an interesting game. All right, well, um, enjoy watching, everyone. This may be the last game of the season. It may be uh, the last game, which would be very sad. Yep. But we'll we'll definitely have an episode next week to talk about whatever happens. So, until then. Yep, hopefully we have good news. Yeah. All right, see ya. Yep, see ya.